Blog Talk Radio. Good day, everyone. It's Andrew Morgan, the Ghost Coach, coming to you today on the Ghost Coach Daily, talking about procrastination. If you suffer with it, if you find that you're having trouble getting certain things done in your life, then this is a program that's going to give you some short-fire tips and some things that you can do today to make a difference over time. The program is brought to you by AboutGoals.com. That's AboutGoals.com a website that's dedicated to helping you reach your goals and and really maximizing your potential, go and check it out. And uh, the guest that we have on the program today also has a a special package or or program that's being offered at aboutgoals.com, so go there and scroll down and and check it out. Uh, Today we have on the program, as we have had for the last two days, Chantel Beaupre, and Chantel is a emotional mastery coach and a naturopath, and uh, she's put together a program called Procrastinator No More. It's an audio program uh, that you can uh, purchase and download and begin to use right away. Chantel, how are you doing today, my friend? Absolutely great. And how about you, Andrew? I am well. I am well. Well, we are now finishing up the three-day series that we've that we started on the topic of procrastination, and we've talked about uh, what it is and, and where it's coming from. We've talked about some of the anxiety that cre- that causes procrastination. We've uh, helped people to identify maybe some areas that they didn't know that they were procrastinating in uh, mm-hmm. by encouraging them to look at things that they don't like to do and, and to determine if, in fact, they're putting those things off or if they're doing them. Uh, and then we've given some tips, and, and today... I want us to just focus on some some good tips on things that people can put into place right away to help make a difference in their life as it relates to procrastination. So are we ready to roll? Oh, yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's do a lot of the driving today. So I'm, I'm going to just kind of sit back and, and take some notes myself. Uh, but, uh, again, we're, we're here to talk about some specific things that people can do and some tips that people can apply to help them to get over uh, the habit of procrastination. So take it away. (laughs) Thank you, Andrew. Okay, so before I delve into uh, my uh, top ten tips to break free from procrastination, one thing that is very, very important for us to begin with is acceptance. Acceptance that procrastination is a problem habit that we have, and acceptance also of the fact that the habit can be broken in areas where we find it important for us to do so. So in other words, it's acknowledging the problem and not beating ourselves up because we do have this problem. Just, okay, I have it now, what can I do about it? Acceptance as well of the fact that the later is better belief is an illusion. And as a matter of fact, it's because of this illusion, because of this belief that we repeat the procrastination pattern over and over and over again. So I'm, I'm gonna, you know what, I was going to just let you run with it, but I, I got to jump in because that's, that's good stuff right there. The, the <laughs> idea that later is better, that belief mm-hmm. is incorrect. And, and, you know, I think for a lot of people, 
that's the thing that causes them to procrastinate. They think that they work better under pressure or that they're better able to focus, um, you know, when they come, when, when the deadline is staring them right in the face. And one step to getting over procrastination is to accept that that belief is, is incorrect. Good stuff. Of course. Mm. <laughs> Good stuff. I and like the that. Third, I, I just well, had to jump thank in. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, the third bullet point, you know, about acceptance is acceptance, acceptance of the fact. And, you know, this one is hard for procrastinator. Acceptance of the fact that it takes time and effort <laughs> to decrease the, our procrastination behavior. It takes time and effort to direct our efforts toward what we want to accomplish. That's what we call, you know, we, us procrastinators, we do have a low frustration tolerance. We don't want to, you know, anything that there are, you know, when there is pain, you know, no, no, no. It all, it's always, it always has to be easy. It always has to be um, pleasant. But this is not always the case. <laughs> so it takes time and effort. Okay, so um, also let's realize that, you know, curbing procrastination gets easier with practice. But let's realize as well that it's also very easy to slip back. And if you slip back, well, you slip back. But that's not a reason to stop working on yourself, to stop working um, and break free from procrastination once and for all. But if you beat yourself up, it will stop right there, and you will never improve yourself. Okay. Okay, so it's so not because you have decided to stop procrastinating that you will be successful at your, at the first <laughs> at the first try. Okay. All right. That makes okay. sense. That's good. Now let, mm-hmm. let's a uh, quick recap on those bullets. You said the first one was what was the first one again? Okay, acknowledge that we do have a problem, a procrastinating problem. Okay. Acknowledge and also acknowledge the, the fact yeah, that, that we can break free from it. Okay. Okay. An acceptance of the fact that the later is better belief is an illusion. Okay. We, I, I, you know, I could just say that over and over and over again because I think that's Mm -hmm. again that's one of the big, big challenges that people face. That the the thought that later is better, later is not better, Mm -hmm. later is just later. (laughs) All Mm -hmm. right. And then that, and the third, and the third uh, third one. Yeah, acceptance of the fact that it takes time and effort. To decrease our procrastinating behavior, and it takes time and effort to do what we want to accomplish. All right, so it's not going. It's not going to be easy necessarily. There's no magic pill. There's no special ointment. No, there's no magic. All right, good stuff. I I just love what you said. Exactly. There's no magic pill. There's something that you can do, and you can be successful at it. But there's no magic pill. And it takes time and effort. Okay? So, So um, okay, so are we ready for (laughs) our top ten tips to break free from procrastination? Let's let's jump into it. The first one is for us to make a decision to live five minutes at a time. Okay? Instead of thinking of tasks in long-range terms, which may lead us to discourage ourselves and procrastinate. Because, you know, when we see the whole month and we say, oh, 
It's so big. It's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. Uh, it's not going to be easy. Then we tend to procrastinate. So if you think about now and try to use up a five-minute period doing what you want, refusing to put off anything that would bring about satisfaction. So make a decision to live five minutes at a time. That's a technique that you may want to use. And, you know, it really, it, it's, I have success myself with this one. Okay, I'll give myself, let's say, five minutes, and I will do that instead of seeing the whole mountain and discourage myself. Right, right. You know, in the, um, you know, I do a lot of my coaching through um, the coaching zone, which is an area that I set up for my coaching clients, and there's just a bunch of tools in there. And actually, that's one of the, there's a jumpstart tool in there. It's also in the um, in my book, uh, About Goals, a Daily Goals Toolkit, um, which is available now as an e-book, but uh, probably I think we're about two weeks away from it being available on Amazon.com in print. But it's one of the things, It's one, that's actually one of the, the tools that you have in there is that five-minute jumpstart. Identify something that you want to complete in the next five minutes, um, and and then just you know just take that five minutes to just focus your energy on on getting it done. And very often, what happens is once you get started on it, you just continue and you it carries forward. So that's great advice. So the the, the idea is to to live five minutes at a time, as opposed to overwhelming yourself with with uh, the whole month or the whole mm-hmm. quarter or the whole year. Good, good. Okay. Yeah, the idea is to break it down. I mean, not to see the whole month and not to see the whole task, <laughs> not to see the whole book written before you have written a you know a first word. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Um, the second one is is very simple. Sit down and get started. <laughs> Sit down and get started on something you've been postponing. Begin that letter. Begin that article. Begin that book because you know. Andrew, um, most probably you have seen that happening with your clients, but more often than not, our clients find that much of their putting it off is unnecessary since they will very likely find the job enjoyable once they give up procrastination. Mm-hmm. And, yep. you know, at the same time, you know, remember I have talked about the anxiety-creating beliefs, so simply beginning will help you to eliminate the anxiety about the whole project. Sit down and get started. Just do it. <laughs> Put the it. bottom in the seat and get it going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. All right. Okay. Another one would be um, to simply ask ourselves, what is the worst thing that could happen to me if I did what I'm putting off right now? And you know what, what I... What is the worst thing that could happen to me if I did what I'm putting it, putting off right now? And you know what? The answer is usually so insignificant that it may jar people into action. The I, the idea here is to assess the fear, and if we do so, we will have most probably we we will have no reason to hang on to it. Okay. Because there is no danger of doing the thing. <laughs> All right. So face the fear and and ask mm-hmm. yourself what's the worst thing that could happen. Face that mm-hmm. thing and then get on with it. All right. 
usually the fear is about discomfort. We don't mm-hmm. want to be uncomfortable. We yeah. don't we are afraid of being afraid. <laughs> or we ha- yeah. you know, we have some scenarios we imagine all sorts of things. You know, I always you know, I I I think it's important for us to accept, you know, talking about acceptance is to accept and actually make the decision um that that you're comfortable with being uncomfortable. And, you know, mm-hmm. I actually did a, um, a, a, a talk about that before, the idea that in order to do something that you've not done before, you have to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And when you can do that, then you're not so uh, susceptible to those initial feelings that you have when you're approaching the new task. You just accept it as a fact that this is this is all a part of it. I'm okay with that, uh, you know, and, and moving forward. Good stuff. All right. Okay. What else? Yeah, this is, you know, this is part, once again, this is part of the human condition. This is part of, of our learning curve as human beings. I mean, the first the first day that we walked on, you know, on our two feet, uh, well, it was, I don't think, well, we don't remember because we were too young, but I'm sure that we didn't find it very comfortable to do so. <laughs> you, you know, Chantel, that mm. you know, looking back, I, I think there's, I think that sometimes we, we along our life forget really who we are because the interesting thing is is that the way that a child approaches challenges and new uh, new opportunities is very different from the way that adults. Um, approach it, and I think you know mm-hmm. somewhere along the line we learn that if I, you know we we associate um, pain and discomfort and and fears with certain with you know with anything that's new. But initially, starting out, you know I, you, when you started out, you, you know when you learned to walk, you didn't know how to do it before, but you just did it, and you didn't wait for anybody to tell you that you could do it. You just did it. You you made the announcement the announcement by standing up. And and I think sometimes we need to go back to that fearless little child that we, mm-hmm. you know, that we were before, um, you know, before life or, or whoever uh, connected all of those negative buttons and all of those, uh, you know, all of those fears. So there are a lot of lessons, I think, to be learned from the way that a child, the fearlessness of a child, you know, before someone's kind of instilled it in them and the way in which they approach new, new tasks and, and, and getting things done. Mm-hmm. And I perfectly agree with you. I really think that there's a lot to learn from children as well, looking at them. and You know, they have no point, uh, no, almost no point of reference, you know, in the past. So they don't know fear. Right, right. <laughs> they right. don't know fear, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that, you know, it's unfortunate <laughs> as, as parents, we, we kind of feel like it's our job to teach them. And and so often, and I don't want you know it's a whole different topic, but so often we instill our fears in our children, um, mm-hmm. and and it's become you know the, the thing that that we fear the most. You know we want to protect the child from. So the way that you protect them is by it creating a fear that prevents them from doing it. Um, mm-hmm. And and so you know the fears are actually something that are they're taught to children. Um, by their parents, and it's a transparent. So if you are a parent and you're listening, I think one of the greatest things that you can do for your child is to learn to live your life without fear and, and therefore 
you know, you're not li- you're not as likely to instill those fears, and and they're not always fears that are founded on on facts. So we're not talking about you know looking both ways when you cross the street or mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. you know not playing with fire. We're talking about imagined fears. We're talking about those anticipatory fears that we have that very often never come to pass, but they're guiding our lives and and. You know, if they're guiding your life, chances are you're going to try to instill that fear into your child. So if you're listening and you're a parent, you know, you're not just getting better for yourself but as it comes to living your potential. You're not just living the best life that you can live, but you're also putting yourself in a place where you can help your child and, and your children to live the best life that they can live because what you overcome you're not likely to instill in them. That was my shout out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, tip number four, Andrew, and it works very, very well for me. And as a matter of fact, I have used it this morning to prepare my next blog post. It's to give ourselves a designated time slot. Say, uh, I don't know, Wednesday from 10 o'clock to 10, 15 p.m which you will devote we will devote exclusively to the task with, to the to the task we've been putting off so um and when i do that i discovered that the 15 minutes or the 30 minutes of devoted effort are often sufficient to see me over the hump of procrastination mm. okay good yeah, so I said, okay, this morning I said to myself, okay, from 10.30 to 11, I will prepare my blog post so it is ready to go out, uh, I don't know, tomorrow, uh, okay. So um, I, it's, it's, it's like forcing ourselves to do it, but, and I did not allow me any interruptions, no distractions, no emails in between. No Facebooking in between because it's very, very easy. Oh no, no, I have closed everything, and I have, this, you know, I use this time slot uh, only to prepare my blog post. Okay, so what we're talking about is moving a item that would have been on your to-do list to your calendar, actually scheduling it, getting it exactly. out of that Sunday or, you know, doing it whenever you can to actually scheduling an appointment and giving it an appointed time in your life. Another one that, and I will give you an example of it, another one that uh, worked very well recently for me is to start using my mind creatively in what were previously boring circumstances. For example, um, at a meeting, change the dull tempo with a pertinent question or Make your mind go off in exciting ways such as, I don't know, writing a poem or memorizing 25 numbers backwards, you know, just for the sheer drills of memory training. Um, The point here is to decide to never be bored again. Andrew, I'm okay. I will confess I'm not the, the one going to the grocery store week after week. I don't like that. I hate it. <laughs> okay. But, you know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, well, the, the person who does it, <laughs> who accomplishes this task for me, uh, was not available to, available to do so. So I had to do it. And believe me, in my mind, it was a have to. It was a must. <laughs> yeah, I mean, ah. Uh. And, okay, if I want to heat something, obviously I have to go to the grocery store or order pizza or something. But I had, anyway, I decided to go to the grocery store. 
And I decided also to use mine creatively and create a party in the car while I was going there. So I brought with me my uh a cd from my favorite rock band you should have seen the party in the car <laughs> i <laughs> have so party much in the car going to the grocery store all right exactly okay, and coming back <laughs> and also coming back so i mean there are a lot of ways that you can use your mind creatively to not to you know and you know to put some joy, to put some fun in some tasks. Like, well, going to the grocery store is not what I personally find very exciting, but you know I had great fun doing so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so the this tip is a fun is one. <laughs> just find something. Just just add some creativity to that process. Mm-hmm. Your All favorite right. okay. music? I don't know. Um. When, okay, uh, the, the the next one is be courageous about undertaking an activity that you've been avoiding. You know what? One act of courage can eliminate all that fear. Um, what is very important, Andrew, is to stop telling ourselves that we must perform well. We would like to perform well. We would prefer to perform well, but we must not perform well. Remind, let's remind ourselves that doing it is far more important. Yes, yes, that's that's one of the one of my uh, my uh, the the goals coach tweets out there, and that, that's the fact that perfection is not a precursor to success. Action is. You know, you don't have to get it right. You don't have to be. Uh, you don't have to to you know do that thing perfectly, but you have mm-hmm. to do it. You know, you can't get it done until you start doing it. And and perfection is not a prerequisite or a precursor to success. Action is. You gotta take action. Good stuff. Mhm. Good enough. You know, um perfect if let's forget about perfectionism. Let's go for good enough. Um the next one is Andrew, have you ever noticed I don't know in your life or in the life of your clients that um, when we're about to do something that we really do not feel like doing, we suddenly get very tired. (laughs) 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 Oh, I'm so tired. Or some people, and I've done it in the past, some people are making themselves sick. Not to, like migraines, for instance, I'm... Yeah, I uh, suffer from migraines, so you know, uh, I there are some times that I know that I've made myself sick unconsciously. Of course, <laughs> we do that unconsciously, but we can make ourselves sick, or may, we can make us feel very tired not to do the thing that needs to be done. Right. So what we it's can do like about the, the little kid who gets a stomach ache before the test. You know, for the test that's scheduled at <laughs> yes. school tomorrow. So, okay. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. So what can we do about that? Let's decide not to be tired until the moment before we get into bed. That's <laughs> okay. a decision. Yes. That's a decision. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Of course, you know, of course this is for people who are healthy. I'm not talking about people who have, you know, medical condition and who may feel tired before, you know, uh, who can be tired, you know, un, you know, unlike a person who is healthy. 
If you have a medical condition, of course, that's another story. But I'm talking, if you are, you know, normally healthy, normally you shouldn't be, you know, tired until the moment before you get into bed. So that don't allow, let's not allow ourselves to use fatigue or illness as an escape or to procrastinate. And you know what? Um, personally, I find that when I take away the reason for the illness or exhaustion, that is, avoidance of a task, you know, the physical problems magically disappears. <laughs> mm. So it's really a, a question of getting, um, really kind of getting in touch with yourself somewhat, or at least enough to know that um, that fatigue and other things like that are things that you can, it, they're decisions that you make. So mm-hmm. just decide mm-hmm. not to get tired until the moment before you go to bed. That's a good one. That's mm-hmm. that's very good. Mm-hmm. I like decisions. I'm I'm all about people making decisions or, or <laughs> about things that that they think just kind of happen. You know, I mean, you you're all about deciding to have a good day, not just waiting to see if you're going to have a good day or wishing that you're going to have a good day or wanting to have a good day. Just making the decision that whatever comes up doesn't matter what someone says, doesn't matter what someone's what someone does. Um, that you know nothing will allow nothing can can rob you of um you know of your joy or or nothing can take mm-hmm. the smile off your face but and doing that as a decision so this is another that you know when you talk about making decisions you you talk in my language decide not to be tired until the moment before you go to bed all right mm-hmm. <laughs> the next one you know I talked a little bit about it yesterday is about writing a contract or an action plan with your loved ones or with yourself only. And in this contract, you will deliver the goods you want to, but which you may have been postponing. If you decide to write a contract with your loved ones, um, have each party keep a copy of the contract. And, also, and I also suggest that you build in penalties, which I prefer to call negative consequences for defaulting, and or rewards, positive consequences along the process. Um, this is a test that you will have to to take you know you will have to test this whatever works best for you with rewards with negative with uh, penalties with both of them with none of them but usually the action plan or the contract whatever you want to call it works very very well um personally yeah. speaking it works better when i write it with another person when i commit to an right. action, and I tell, let's say, oh, Kathleen, I commit to do this, to do that, and I have a report, let's say, in a week. Because when I do it with myself, I tend to, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I tend not to take it that seriously. That's the way it is for me, but it, it's not uh, necessarily the same thing for each and every one of us. You know, we have a, a listener, um, Veronica, and, and I hope she's listening now. Because Veronica, I got to share what you sent to me uh, yesterday, or actually this morning. Uh, Veronica is actually in Romania, and she listens to the program. and And procrastination was one of the things that um, that we talked about in the past, and you know how to get things moving. And she she uh, wrote that, uh, she says, Hello, Coach. Well, I started to eat healthy, do Pilates, and sleep more in order to increase both my mood and energy. Guess what? It's working. Uh, she says, and I put to work one tip from yesterday's show. I decided that I'll give a salary to my sister if I fail even one task schedule. She said, now, I would not want that to happen in a million years from now. 
uh, or would not want that to happen in a million in a million years. So um, she's made that contract. <laughs> the tip that we that the thing that we talked about yesterday, she's put that into place, and and she's using that as a way to help her to stay on track. So uh, good stuff, and I think that's a good. You know, I think it's it's good when you're actually able to kind of get out of ourselves as it relates to our habits and our routines and to create an environment of accountability, you know, which is one of the things that both you and I do, Chantal, with our clients. We we create that client, that environment of accountability. You know, it's not just what they, um, they're not just commitments that they're making to themselves, but they're making those kind of out loud and, and they, they have someone to answer to it, not we have covered eight. Okay. We're we're in the final uh the final seconds of the show. So I, I wanna say um the other tips if if you'd like to get the other tips, uh what I would suggest to anyone listening if they if they really want to attack and make changes to uh to their life as it relates to transformation is to go to aboutgoals.com and get Chantal's audio program, Procrastinator No More. You know, we give you ideas, we give you tips, we give you insights here on the program, but you need to have something that you can work with and you can have in your hands and, and you can use in your life to really make this, these changes. Chantal, so I'm going to actually have them just go and get the audio program if they want to get more of the tips. But I want to thank you for, for your time and for being on the program over these last uh, three days. And, um, you know, procrastination is a big problem that people have. I applaud the work that you've done and the program that you've put together to help them overcome it so they can really get back to uh, really maximizing their potential and living their life fully. So thank you so much, my friend, for, for being on the show with us for the last three days. You're most welcome. I mean, it's been a great pleasure and honor to be with you during these three uh, these three days. And I sincerely hope that we will have the opportunity to uh, collaborate with each other again. Yes, I'm, I'm very certain that we will have some other opportunities in the future. Everyone, this is Andrew Morgan, the Goals Coach, encouraging you to get up, get out, and to get going. I want you to know that the world is a better place because you're in it. Just make sure that what you do today is an affirmation of that fact. I look forward to talking with you tomorrow at the same time, and uh, have yourself a wonderful day. Go out and put into practice some of the things that you've learned here today because that's really what it's all about. Until we talk next time, have a wonderful day. Bye-bye now.